Good morning, good day, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag from Coach to Coach, Hashtag with Doc Mondays. This is your host, Francisco. And today, your fellow coach, Shari Hendry. Welcome, Shari. Thank you. It's lovely to be here, Francisco. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, fellow fellow coach, uh, fellow audience and, and listeners, Shari, we were uh, talking a while ago. She just finished a long Iron Woman in, uh, event last Saturday, Saturday. And well, maybe we can ask her what's her feeling after that. Oh, uh, I'm in recovery mode, that's for sure. It took me eight hours and three minutes. So it was a lot longer than a lot of other people. But uh, I'm in recovery. I don't feel too bad, actually. I had a really good rest day yesterday. And now I'm back. Now I'm back. Just a few sore muscles, but all good. <laughs> It's a bit of time and training. Hey, but hey, yeah. maybe that's the goal, right? At least finish it yeah, as exactly. much as you best. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I did it the best I could and I was better, uh, you know, it was better than last year. So I'm happy. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. So Sherry, give me where where are you based at this moment? I'm currently uh, I'm Australian, but I'm based in Oman. I've been here uh, which is in the Middle East. And um yeah, I've been here for 10 years, so it's a beautiful country, um, but we are heading home to Australia very soon. We've got six months left, and then we're returning home to Australia. Okay. Welcome, welcome back, then. Welcome back. <laughs> hey, Big Shari. change is coming. Big change is coming. Let's see that, how things go. Definitely. Hey, Shari, let's give you, um, you know, just to, to start our, our conversation here, you know, give us a bit of short backstory of Who's Shari? Okay, so um, thank you. Uh, who am I? <laughs> so currently I work as a personal trainer here in Oman. I um, I have come from a varied background. Whenever I was in high school, um, I seemed to be the person that everyone came to for, like they just downloaded to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that, you know, around 17, 18, I really like to try and help people a little bit more, but I didn't finish high school. Um, I left in year 12 and I was starting to make money through in a, a retail job. And mm-hmm. I've, I've always been, uh, like I like to say, a lifelong learner. So I was doing other bits and pieces on the side. And I was told in high school that unless I was getting grades of, you know, 95% plus in maths and science, which definitely were not my subjects. Uh, Then you couldn't go to university. And that was pretty much just blatantly told to us back in the 90s. Yes. Um, So I tried to look at other ways and I looked at counselling and um, I really wanted to help people on a mental level to feel better about themselves. And um, I couldn't afford it at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I'd moved from Adelaide to Melbourne and I was like 19 and not not earning a lot of money. So, you know, all the schooling options that I looked at cost a fair bit. And at that time, I just didn't have it. Okay. So it wasn't until I moved back to Adelaide and then I met my now husband in 2004. And I was working as a um, personal assistant in an okay. oil, and gas com- oil and gas company. And... I'm working with all of these people who have degrees in science and all sorts of things, and it was really inspirational to to be in around them. And my husband actually said to me, he goes, well, why don't you go and do your degree in psychology? And I was like, I can't go to uni. I didn't finish school. He goes, of course you can. 
And then this just opened my world. He opened my world to, uh, uh, you know, he opened my eyes to a whole different world. Um, and at 27, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I sat, I had to sit uh, like a, a mature age test and got yeah. accepted. By this stage, we'd moved to Perth and I got accepted into WA University. And yeah, I went and did my degree in psychology and I I loved every bit of it. Um, it really helped me gain some clarity around how our mind works. Yes. And I thought, yep, this will be great. Then we went and moved to Dubai. (laughs) (laughs) And I was wanting to do masters, but the opportunities in Dubai for the pathway that I wanted to take weren't available. And it wasn't available online at that stage. You know, this is, we're talking 2009, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it just wasn't available to me at that stage. So then. I went, I finished my degree and had children. I had two boys who are now 12 and 10. And I watched some women in my, my mum's group really, really struggle with postnatal depression. And it okay. just hit a chord with, it, it hit a chord with me. And I wanted to help these women feel better about themselves. Again, it yeah. just kept coming back to helping people feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. And I was watching them. You know, one of my one of my really really close friends. I watched her bang her head against the wall. Literally, she had such bad postnatal depression, and just broke my heart to see it. So I thought, what else can I do to make these women feel better? And I knew exercise helped me. So I thought, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna train in something for exercise. I'm gonna get fit, and I'm gonna help all these other women get fit as well yeah, at the same yeah. time. So it led me to becoming um, a specialist in pre and postnatal training. So now I help mums who are either pregnant or have just had their babies to get back into fitness. But I can also use a little bit of my psychology. And then since I've, I've found coaching and the coaching has bridged the gap for me, it's given me universal tools to be able to help these women and get into their heads and and give them a different perspective, get them to start thinking of things in a different way um, and helping them with their self-worth and their self-esteem. Because I know after having kids, you know, it's almost like you have a full identity shift. Yeah, You go from this working person to being a stay-at-home mum and if you feel like your life's been turned upside down. Okay. So it was a really great way to try and help them. Gee. So what what was what the story there? In this kind of yeah, no, really. And in those kind of changes, I just I know you you went from your uh retail job uh, work or job, went to the psychology, or you were able to finish your complete your psychology, Dubai, mm-hmm. which is not an environment that yet in that and I suppose in that time you you were able to find another path of supporting uh you know post and prenatal. Uh, woman, a mother, and then coaching arrived or came. Was there mm-hmm. any kind of planning here, or is it was just as it as, um, it as it comes? I think this came through opportunities that I just said yes to, and thought, okay. you know, this is a way I can help. Um, and it was things that I really enjoyed. I've always been very sporty um, yeah. from primary school onwards, so. To go into personal training, it sort of made sense for me. Um, I had a wonderful 
trainer myself whenever I was pregnant um, with my, actually I trained through both of my pregnancies and I, it would just, it really helped me physically and mentally, um, you know, and, and then she ended up being a sounding board too. And I, and I yeah. think a lot of personal trainers end up being that counsellor as well as just, uh, as, as well as yeah. a personal trainer. So I think that that's, the combination has actually been fabulous to to have the mental side of things plus the physical uh, and help these women feel better about themselves. So yeah. um, it's, it's, it's been really nice to to inspire some other people and get them to shift their the way that they're thinking about being a mum, their body, their body image. Um, a lot of a lot of things happen to that after we have after we give birth. So lots of things. Yeah. Quite often you don't get told about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I never thought about that. I mean, I mean, I do know that you know, there is obviously some kind of. I heard several times about this pre and post, you know, so little thing, some pre depression, post depression, and so like. But I never thought mm -hmm. about being like shift their body image, sort of accept it. Yeah. And that's why. But one of the things I was curious in this, and I always say this: this is like a, it's, there must be a process. That the process is not immediate, I suppose, because. It's, Imagine a mom who's in that stage, uh, you invite them or you were able to, you know, invite them to be part of your group, to be, to, you know, even some be a personal trainer or this exercise. Must be some kind of, again, another way of stepping, uh, uh, you know, a big step for them, right? Um, for some, yes. And for some others, no. They've generally had a fitness background previously. Okay. And I have noticed a lot here in the Middle East once. And I really hope that this culture can change. Um, and I, I'd like to think that I've been a part of a, a bit of that cultural change here in particular is that, you know, there's a lot of shame around, um, we're going to get deep and personal here, <laughs> Francesco. There's a lot of shame around stuff that happens to the woman. You know, yes. we get our monthly cycle. We're here in the Middle East. It's, like if the woman's on on her cycle, then it's this like no, she's you know yeah. it, it was seen as being dirty and yeah, yeah. Um, you know she needs to be clean and whatever else. And then whenever you're pregnant, oh no, a lot of the doctors were no, you shouldn't be training whenever you're pregnant. And it's mm. a lot of old school kind of thinking um, where there's been so much research, there's been so much study to say that you know a woman can actually be at her best on her cycle. She's actually really strong that way. Um, but here it's ingrained that, oh, no, I can't yeah, do yeah. any exercise. Um, when you're pregnant, oh, no, 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 you harm the baby if you do um, any exercise. Well, no, actually it's more beneficial for you unless your doctor has or you've got some other specific medical reason why you can't train, then, you know, you should be you should be exercising at least some way. So I've had a variety of women. I've had obese women. I've had women who have suffered with you know really really uh wide diastatus recti i'm talking okay. you know four or five fingers the the ab separation is huge oh. um and women who end up with what we call them the mum pouch and this mentally affects them so much because they don't have the flat tummy anymore they don't have you know the the elasticity as we get older decreases yeah. in our body and uh, it changes so things are drooping a little bit more 
And yet then here's social media drumming down to, you know, drilling into all of these mums that, oh, you should be working. You should be able to take care of the family. You should be able to do this. Your body should look like a fitness model. Well, life's not like that. I'm sorry. (laughs) We're all going to have great times and our body can do so, so, so much for us. But we we forget about the internal stuff and we just take it for the face value. And people are so judgmental about that. And I'd really, really like to change that. That kind of change that you're saying, Sherry, right? I mean, there's that, that kind of process of of thinking where what's what's happening, right? And you you're there for for support, to guide, to talk, to counsel, to coach, whatever, right? But there's some kind of the change that you said, the shift, no? How is the yeah. transformation? How do you see that kind of transformation? Right? How do you observe that kind of transformation? Um. You generally tend to see it from, if I'm talking from a fitness perspective, what you'll see in the, in what, in my clients is they come initially for wanting to get fit. They want to have their body back. Yeah. And then I have, I have some clients who phase in and out of this. Like they, they train for a little while and then they'll just disappear and then they'll come in. Oh, no, no, no. I need to get back into it. And they're just, they're not committed and they're not dedicated. And then whenever we have this talk, and and this can happen, it could happen in one session, a PT session, it just lands with someone, or it could happen over, you know, a series of eight sessions where we'll have conversations around fears and the fear of judgment from others, um, what social media pressure does to us, um, what the ideal body is meant to look like and stuff. And for a mama, you know, I'm not the ideal personal trainer fitness at like body shape. I'm certainly not a triathlete body shape in any way, shape or form. But for me, it's more about what my body can do than what it looks like. Okay. So, you know, and and I have this conversation with these women and you can see the change in them. Soon as they start to feel like they're getting a little bit stronger, you know, and you, you're encouraging them and, and giving them that, that little bit more of a push and you, you just see some changes start to happen and it's like a light bulb has gone off and they're going, I actually feel really good inside because I'm starting to feel stronger. And then whenever they start to see those changes, it's it's they, our conversations change. It's not about what I look like externally. It's how I'm feeling. And whenever right. you get that, you get someone who is a lot more committed to their journey of making themselves feel better than what they look like and having that external factor come in. Okay. You know, and it's just, that's interesting what you just said. You know? It's like the feeling, you know, the emotions. In this part, I suppose the part of the shift, the, the change or the transformation starts when you start talking of the feeling, right? And this is the next question, not question, that my, 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 my curiosity here. Being a personal trainer and using as well as, well as some kind of uh, framework for coach, right? Mm-hmm. Is that... How do you, you know, when you see that kind of feeling already being mentioned, right? And that's part of the coaching. You have to know what's the feeling, what's the, what's the, what's inside of that individual, right? How do you, how do you able to combine that personal, as a personal trainer as well as a coach, so that kind of feeling will be maintained, so it will flourish and get stronger mm-hmm. and better and like that. Like, is there some um, tactic strategy? 
planning? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever had really any strategy or planning to it. I think it is more about conversations with my, um, I'm there to listen. I'm there for them to air whatever they want to air. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's where the connection comes in. There's communication. I'm a mum. A lot mm-hmm. of these women that I have are new mums. So, you know, I've been there. I've done that. Uh, and they feel comfortable with me expressing what they're going through. Um, and, you know, it just ends up with conversations. And they, okay. you know, we're not, a lot of, sometimes, you know, they'll have dips just like everybody else does in life. We have speed bumps that get in the way. Um, we'll have down moments. And especially we know for, you know, men and women in particular, we have a lot of hormonal stuff go on. <laughs> so, we can go from being on top of the world one minute to to crashing the next, depending hormonally what's going on for us. And we've got to ride the wave. And it's just about helping them and, you know, just being that little hand to hold whenever they're having those moments. And and eventually, like that, they, I guess the string gets longer and they're able to yeah. do it on themselves and they're able to think about things differently. And that's what I really like. It's, it's communication and it's connection. Okay. And it's creating that feeling for them rather than seeing the external the world externally and and having the external um gratifications or um i can't think of the word i'm trying to look for but yeah (laughs) so connection and communication right and yeah. this is another curiosity of mine. Sorry, I'm a very curious person here, Sherry, but it's quite, oh, quite interesting about your saying. You're talking about the, the, the women, no? a new mom or having this kind of uh, stage in their life that they, they, they would like to, to do some, you know, they're feeling, they want, they're having it and they want to feel it, right? And my mm-hmm. question was, you said several times uh, in the session with, with women, right? And does sometimes, sometimes, do they invite their partners, spouse, or to try to be with them in that session with you? Or uh, no, not really. I have had, I have, I have had two clients who have, um, like their husbands have trained with me. Uh-huh. Um, one, uh, one in particular, she, her, both her and her husband, um, both trained together, and it was a really nice uh, couple duo. Um. And that was really lovely. I didn't see much of a difference. It was just they were there to have some fun with exercise and get stronger. It wasn't more so from a mental perspective. It was more from a physical. Um, yeah. And, you know, they, they had older children. Um, and then, you know, I've, I, I've trained three men in my PT career over the last 10 years. Um, but I always find that it's just it's it. My connection is with with, with the women, and yeah. I just I'm more I'm more comfortable in that space, and um you know and they're more comfortable in that space. So I generally yeah. tend to end up with just the women. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just curious because I thought that in that sense uh, that per- perhaps the presence or being being with the husband or partner or spouse in that moment that uh, that time right is more about giving some kind of extra support to what's happening in mm-hmm. that. That's what I was referring to. So I was quite yeah. curious, or they prefer. The one to be with you as the as I want. This is my me. This is my time. Yes, I, want. I very much because as a new mom, we don't get a lot of we don't get a lot of me time. And um, mm-hmm. I've found over the years that it, an, an hour of personal training, which is meant to be the standard for the company that I work for, the, the mums just don't you know an hour's too much in in that space. So I generally tend to sh- uh, shorten it to about forty to forty five minutes with them. Mm-hmm. Um. And it is, it's more their me time. Okay. And 
that's that's the reason why I end up with women rather than than couples together or training the men as well. Yeah, I like that quote. It's like it's important have your me time. Yeah. And it's not to say, Francisco, that I haven't actually, you know, from a personal training perspective, I, I've, I've, I've trained three men, but from a coaching perspective, I've actually had two men that I've coached as well. And it's quite interesting to see that out of, if I take personal training away from it and I just go to um, my coaching side um, and those that I've had conversations with, there's over 120 women so far. And I've had two guys and it always comes back down to the same things. And it's their self-esteem. Okay. Um, the fears of uh, not belonging, fears of being judged by others, um, not having lovable relationships and, the, you know, feelings of not being good enough. And even for the men, it was only two of them, but even for them, it was almost exactly the same conversation that I had with them as I do with all my coaching and my PT clients. So I found okay. that rather fascinating. <laughs> is it a pattern or Sorry? Is, it a pat- is it a pattern that you, you, or. Yeah, I think overall out of everybody that I've coached over the, uh, the last, you know, I only came into coaching in 2020 and I had to do a bit of a journey myself with it. Mm. Um, you know, and realized for my own self, I had a bit of uh, self-esteem a low self-esteem in, in parts as well and that was a good eye-opener but I had a lot of fears and um, I absolutely love Rhonda Britton's um, you know fearless living and uh, she rings home with with the the there's like four main fears that a person's going to have and pretty much everybody I've coached it, it boils down to a one or more of those Okay. Uh, and I found that, yeah, I found that's quite an interesting pattern. So generally I jump straight in now to the, let's get right into the deep end and we'll go into that. And once people are aware, consciously aware of their fear, um, you know, they can start to make some changes, which is is really, really nice to see. But this is my my point when and, and I agree with you with there's a lot of moment in your conversation uh, with, with your clients, uh, male or female, man or woman. It's like the word fear, you know, and that's a significant mm-hmm. fear. It's like you have to go to deep. What's the fear? The meaning of the fear, right? It's not just a fear as a word, but there's a lot of hidden emotions as well, hidden thoughts, hidden beliefs, and even mm-hmm. values for the, what is fear. And then you have to try to uncover as much as possible, no? And I think that's yeah. what I understand for fear, right? But moving yeah. forward, yeah. I mean, as you said that you're you've been ten years in Oman and you're going welcome back home, as I said, right? Going back to Australia. Yeah. You see yourself with the same uh, more or less uh, work uh, working in uh, niche or personal trainer coaching, or there will be some kind of another change that I, you're seeing. I think it'll be a bit of a combination to start with, but ideally, I'd like to. Um, do some workshops with with women in particular. Um, I have uh, just recently, actually, I come across um, a couple of young clients. Um, most of them have been um, pre and postnatal, like I said, but I have come across a couple of younger clients who have been training with me. And um, you know, these 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 girls are just stunning and they're beautiful, and um, you know, I look at them and just go, why are you training? Like you have a, a beautiful body. What on earth is in your head? But 
yeah, you know, they have these self-esteem issues that have, have been bubbling and they have all these mm. fears of rejection and whatever else but because they're putting themselves out into the world and trying to find a relationship. So they're, they're at those that, that budding, you know, the early 20s and, and stuff like that, trying to find a relationship, trying to find a husband, girlfriend, partner, lifelong partner, whatever it is. And these girls have got self-esteem and body issues, which was breaking my heart. Like, how... It's, it's got to stem, stem from something. And, yes, it's, it's a lot of from what our past has brought us. But I would like to try and inspire and change the way that these, these young women are thinking about themselves so that they have the tools to go forward and have deeper level connections and a beautiful lifelong relationship with people, you know, have have beautiful relationships rather than short term and everything. You know, even watching, you know, oh don't don't judge me for this. I have to oh. laugh. Is it uh you know even watching like Love Island and these you know Love Island or what's the other one? Hmm. I can't remember. But they you know these these girls are um, and the guys they're all models like they're so so beautiful oh yeah and yet okay. you'll still hear them say things that externally they're not happy with with their body and this and that you know you can see in themselves they've got fears of rejection they've got fears of not being good enough and this is stopping them from having you know meaningful relationships um and just because of the way that they're looking. And I would love to get into these women that it's not just about the way they look. It is more than that, that they are beautiful people. Um, and they've got to be strong, yeah. not just externally, but up here too, up in the head too. And I think that that would be really, really cool to go forward. I've always wanted to do a women's wellness centre um, for years and years. So when we moved back to Australia, um, it's my turn to work. It's been my husband's. You know, we're here for my husband really uh, over in the Middle East. He's a, he works in oil and gas. Um, so whenever we return to Australia, this is my chance to to connect with as many women as I can and help change their mindset about what they what they are on the outside and 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 connect with that feeling on the inside instead. Yeah, as you were saying, this kind of your your plans and. What you've heard about this woman who their their brain or the mind no no their mind and their their body is not quite sync sort of um, mm -hmm. and as you're saying that you're going back to to Australia it looks like you are more than ready to prepared let's say you have a vision let's say what could be mm -hmm. and yeah and I have a vision to help support these women and I'd like to support them on a global level if I can. Um, I love travel. So if I can get to doing some workshops around the world um, and helping support women as much as I can and doing um, fitness, I need to incorporate fitness as well and some and, and some uh, mindset stuff and, and start changing women's yes. perspective about themselves and how they see themselves would be fabulous. Okay. Well, Shari, we're, we're ending, we're ending, we're reaching our end of our session of recording today. Gone so quick. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry about that. I know that was a very interesting talk here. Uh, but any anything that you would like to share for a wrap-up? Oh, not really. Oh, I, I can't seem to think it, but thank you very, very much for having me. It's been it's been an honor to be on here. So thank you. No, thank you, Shari. Thank, thank you very much. I have a couple of quotes. 
Mm-hmm. You said, have your me time. That's the title of the, it's, it's, it's important to have, to realize that this is you, this is what you are, and, and you have to have it. That's it. Yeah. And you just, the last one you said, you are good enough. Yes. Like, I mean, I don't know yeah. what level of enough is that, but I think it's a person as that you are good enough as you are. Mm-hmm. However, hey, if you want to make changes in this in a positive way, better, well, that's not, that's what I have yeah. for you. And I think a lot of people think that they're not good enough and um, they've got to start from that and work on that first and then other things will follow and they'll realize, they'll soon realize that they are good enough just the way they are. There you go. I have that too, Coach Shari. Thank you very much. Thank you, Francisco. Thank you. Well, the listeners, this was another episode of Hashtag From Coach to Coach. Hashtag with Oco Mondays. This was your host, Francisco. Until then, thank you. Stay safe.